Don't be alarmed. The quasi-shimmering light before you is a trans-dimensional gateway to other worlds, other voices, other thoughts, and other realities. Up feels like down, and down feels like the number seven on a Wednesday morning. Don't worry. That quivering, blood-boiling sensation under your eyebrows is all a part of the charm. Welcome to the PCC Multiverse. We're back with another episode of the PCC Multiverse. This is Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from the Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and the Lakers Fast Break. We truly appreciate you listening and watching all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that five-star review wherever you get our podcast. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe. Subscribe today to get the latest notifications on when we go live with the latest PCC Multiverse, Pop Culture Cosmos. Also, as well, you can go ahead and check us out for, of course, the state of pro wrestling. John Orlando hit me up today. He said, Gerald, we need to talk the best of in pro wrestling next week. So we will go ahead and do that. Plus, also, as well, Inside Sports fantasy football right here on the pop culture cosmos youtube channel so please go ahead and subscribe today to get the latest notifications on when we go live with the latest pop culture cosmos pc multiverse and also check out our pop culture cosmos facebook page because i post the latest news and trailers in the world of pop culture and my gosh there's more news going on than i thought would go on on the week before christmas and it goes on on the Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook indeed or popculturecosmos.wordpress.com. But it wouldn't be a PCC multiverse without my good friend. She is the mistress of all the radio airwaves in Canada and the US and beyond. It is a good friend indeed. It is, of course, the mastermind behind much of what she and her husband Robbie Ross do at Vampires and Vitae, right there for you on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts or Wild Beyond the Witchlight, Wizards and Wine, yada yada yada, blah 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 blah, blah all the other stuff that she does, which she can always go ahead and pitch to you at any point in time because the list it's like Santa's list, it keeps growing and getting longer and longer each time. It is my good friend, Miss Melinda Barkhouse Ross. And Melinda, great to have you back, my friend. I'm glad you're feeling a little bit better. All ready to gloat. And rub it in my face in regards to a certain announcement that was made or discovery that was made on the year so far in video game sales. Yep. Oops. Ha. <laughs> See, that's her. Give me a maniacal <laughs> laugh. A maniacal laugh would be so much better and so much more apropos right now. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for the the crushing blow that has happened uh, to you and yours uh, in terms of uh, video game supremacy. Well, we'll find out what that is here in a bit so she can get the full-on gloat, full-on gloat coming up here in a minute. Also, as well, we're going to be talking about what Marvel is going to do because of a major announcement that they made and a major court decision that was made in regard to Jonathan Majors. So we'll talk about that as well, plus a whole ton of stuff. Warner Brothers, Paramount, uh, all these movies going on, Insomniac and Sony. My gosh, the whole thing is going on right now in pop culture, and we're glad that we're covering for you here on the Pop Culture Gospel. Well, let's get into it right now. Starting off with the fact it is 
a few days before Christmas. It is the major release time for movies to come out before the Christmas season because in order to be eligible for the Oscars, you have to go ahead and premiere it in New York or Los Angeles and Los Angeles, I'm sorry, before Christmas Day. And a lot of movies are doing that. Melinda, we've got a ton of movies to go ahead, including to look at, including, including a sequel to one of the biggest DC movies of all time. Yeah. Bro, great to have you here. Your game is in halftime. I hope you're enjoying the Rams, but it is, of course, Aquaman. We'll start off with that right there. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, which debuts actually right now, as we're seeing the saying this on Thursday night. <sighs> Billion dollar movie the first time around. The reviews have not been kind, my friend. Your thoughts on the sequel for Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Is this, has we seen before in the DC movies this past year, lame duck on arrival? I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm feeling like that's the case. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with it kind of being touched by the herd Depp trial. Um, you know, with with Momoa kind of being brought into uh, the trial a little bit. And, and when she talked about, uh, you know, she felt that it was, uh, you know, in, there was something somehow, you know, the powers that be um, decided to diminish her role. And it was all because of what was going on in her private life and, and all of that kind of stuff. I just feel like all of that has now layered itself like an oil over Aquaman 2. And I don't think it matters really if it's a good movie or not i feel like there's a taint on it and i feel like that's enough to turn people off of it unfortunately unfortunately indeed my friend it does yeah. not look like it's going to have that kind of mojo the second time around because there's already a universe behind it that this movie may or may not be a part of and already in the fact that jason momoa like you said is going to be playing lobo yeah. In this new James Gunn universe, who knows what his hey dude bro surfer dude Aquaman future is. I actually kind of liked it personally. I yeah. thought it was really enjoyable to me. I know some others kind of just, you know, did not like it at all. But you know what? I don't think it spells very good because we've seen all year long DC movies, Flash, Blue Beetle, uh, Shazam, and then Black Adam before that, yeah. all not they basically underwhelmed and some in can some cases outright tanked at the box office. So yeah, I feel like it's going to be a lame duck on arrival movie as well, unfortunately. And that's supposed to be your big release, but your thoughts, my friend, before we head on to some of the other movies coming out this weekend. Well, I just go back to when the trailer dropped, even the teaser trailer for the first Aquaman movie. And there was that one line, you know, permission to come aboard or whatever that was, that was quoted you know, far and wide, I felt like maybe it was just me, me and my friends being dorks. I don't know. But, um, you know, there's just not that kind of um, like immediate pop culture kind of reference moment uh, coming out of that trailer. So that I don't think is helping, um, you know, the movie kind of sell itself to audiences either. So, um, you know, that that could be a thing. Maybe our expectations were just so high after the first Aquaman movie. I'm not sure, but uh, I just don't see this one making as much of a splash. <laughs> oh, um, as... <laughs> you went to the Josh Peterson School of Puns. It sounds like it graduated very nicely. There you yeah. go. I'm coming after the crown, Josh. I'm coming yeah, after the I'll, crown. I'll let him know that. I'll let him know on the Monday show. Absolutely. I will say, though, it is Aquaman. 
right there for you in the Lost Kingdom, Aquaman of Lost Kingdom coming out this weekend. Also in wide release by Sony Pictures. Very curious, anyone but you. This has gotten a little bit of hype because of the chemistry off screen and on screen. Glenn Powell and Sydney Sweeney have had a lot of people wanted to put them together in real life, but they've got other individuals that they have in real life. So sorry, everyone. But uh, as far as the movie itself, I guess okay reviews from what I'm seeing. Not too shabby, uh, not not horrible per se. It's not on any worst 10 list, but not any best 10 list either. But the fact that you would put a non-holiday romantic comedy on now when holiday romantic comedies or comedies are usually the thing, at least on streaming and cable outlets and whatnot. I just, I just found it a, a I don't know that they're sending this movie out to die. Even it had such a decent word of mouth going into it. Yeah. It, it really could have waited a couple of more weeks, I think. Um, it, and maybe I'm speaking out of turn, but in my immediate memory, I don't recall a romantic comedy movie ever being nominated for an Oscar. So I don't think that's part of the rub. Um, we know that movies are kind of going to be limited next year because of what was happening with the actor strike and the writer strike this year. So it just feels like a solid movie that could have even kicked off, you know, like the... in February, like, yeah, right, yeah like right it... around the time just before Dune part two, that would, this would have been a good Valentine's day flick. I think. Perfect for that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is the time of year where, you know, there is a, there is a demographic that has been watching romantic holiday movies since Halloween. And they are not going to leave the house to go see a non-holiday romantic movie at this point. Because, you know, the best ones come on right before Christmas. So yeah. I've been told. So so you've been told. So I've been told. <laughs> so you've been told. Again, it just seems to me, because this did have some buzz going yeah. into it. And I just yeah. don't understand why they released it now. I thought it was very ill-timed, especially with all the other high-profile Oscar wannabe movies that are also coming into fray as far as that's concerned and we're going to go ahead and give you a list right now of all these movies are vying for some oscar consideration so let me give you a list of what's coming up here in just a second it starts off with me a movie that i hopefully will get a chance to see before i meet up with john john orlando is the iron claw based on the actual life story of the von eric family I, again, going into it, I, I'm going to leave my mind open. There's some things I already seen that I'm not liking about it, but I'm going to go ahead and keep my mind open because the reviews for the most part have been really solid. So I think, and actually it has been considered in, you know, as far as a top 20 movie of the year in a lot of circles. So definitely uh, we'll see if we can give that a chance. Migration, Solar, part one, Ceasefire. American Fiction is another movie that is going to get some strong consideration here in the Oscars and poor things, which with Emma Stone and Mark Ruffalo yeah. also is going to get some huge consideration, uh, especially if you're friends with, with a favorite and the lobster Yorgos, the director has just been, uh, you know, doing those kind of weird offbeat movies. So if you're into that, this could be something where it's be considered as one of the best movies of the year. Also, American fiction as well with Jeffrey Wright. Definitely something that you want to look into. The Holdovers came out earlier. That's something that's also with Paul Giamatti. That's something that a lot of people have been looking into as well as far as a top-tier movie. So all these movies now, Melinda, are now out in the theater that are really vying for your attention, but also vying for the Oscar voters' attention for the Oscars late next year. 
didn't we just go through a really dry period at the theater where there just wasn't a whole lot happening? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So but they, they put they put them out now though, or in and around late November, December, to get eyes from the voters. They don't necessarily care about you yeah. as the consumer. Be nice if they got extra cash from it. But they're thinking that they're going to cash in the more Oscar nominations that they get. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, I guess you're right. Maybe the all these movies coming out aren't meant for public. They're meant for voters. Maybe you're right. You have not. Maybe you're probably right on that. So I guess that makes a little bit more sense. But I don't know. I would have liked to have seen um, the Mark Ruffalo uh, movie come out, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Um, You know, I, I think that would have been a great movie even to bring out early November, just kind of post Halloween where everybody is still a little bit spooky, but we're also excited about having glitter everywhere and Christmas trees in our houses. You know, uh, you know, it, it just might've been a nice, like kind of transition movie. It just feels like that kind of a movie to me from what I've seen of it. So I don't know, but it's, it's interesting that they just let all of those great movies kind of all stack up there at once. Yeah, exactly. And they do it every year, too. So they almost cannibalize themselves and almost Mm. like give up on this, you know, limited run because they're most of them are just like limited theaters as far as quantity theater count or whatnot. And some of them will get a later release in January and February. But the thing is, by that time, they'll already have gotten buzzed, but people already be waiting for them in the streaming outlets. And if they don't get the Oscar picks or they don't get the Golden Globe noms or they don't get enough noms, they're just going to be thought of, oh, yeah, it was a good movie up at awards time, but not much more than that. Yeah, and that's that's too bad. At least let a movie, you know, contend for, you know, being a little bit of a cash cow. You never know. Thanks for checking out the PCC, you know, the pop culture cosmos. We'll be back in one moment. For the latest news and information, analysis and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA, check out the Lakers Fast Break podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts. So I ask you, my friend, is there anything that stands out for you as far as this weekend, as far as the movie theaters, or are you looking to go ahead and check out some things on Netflix? Because that's what we're going to talk about next. Yeah, it's probably going to be a Netflix uh, situation for me. I am, I have to, (laughs) wish me luck. I have to go to the grocery store tomorrow morning to get Good my Christmas luck. groceries. Yeah, it, it's going to be wild. It's going to be a scene. After that, I don't intend to leave my house until the 27th at the earliest and only if I have to. So it's a Netflix, what, Netflix situation for me. It is a Netflix situation. Well, Netflix, yeah. uh, you did see The World Ends With You. Yes. The, yes. I saw that again. I, I spoke to Don Fobbs about that recently as well. I'm not exactly hating it i didn't exactly love it i just thought with that kind of cast could have been better suited for something a little bit more sound like they looked like they shot it in a weekend at someone's house or in and around someone's house and that was it but again i just i don't hold much stock into it per se these netflix films some of them really don't look like they put much out of it they try to keep the control of costs and they just you know have them quickly shoot it over the course of a very quick amount of time in a small area. Like I've seen some Ryan Reynolds, uh, the Ryan Reynolds movie last year reminded me of that as far as it's concerned. But Netflix also has gone out of the way for some other movies that have come out. In fact, yesterday I did get a chance to see Maestro. And I will say Maestro was a pretty good movie for me. I'm not sure yet if it'll be on my best of list. I'm going to have to think long and hard on that one. 
But Carrie Mulligan's performance is the best of for 2023. Bradley Cooper's okay. He's good as Leonard Bernstein. But it is Carrie Mulligan's movie, and she, she steals the show. And she will definitely be up for some Oscar noms or other acting nominations coming up here in the not-too-distant future because she really steals the show. And I really that's part I enjoyed on it. So your thoughts on Maestro. And uh, we'll go ahead before we even get into what Zack Snyder's doing on Netflix here in just a yeah. few minutes. Uh, Maestro, it was it came down to that uh, actually last night. It was Maestro versus the the Julia Roberts movie. Sorry, I can't remember the name of it. I want to say the I think you picked wrong, but that's the, just the, the day the the day the world I don't know the, the day the world went away. Yeah, the day the I'm, world ended or yeah uh, I mean, just, something about it. leave yeah. the world behind. Leave the yes. world behind. Anyway, uh, it it is uh, it's actually uh, leave the world behind. There it is. Yes. Yeah. So the world, the world. (laughs) Yeah. Right. It came down to Maestro or that movie last night. And we decided to go with the Julia Roberts movie because, well, Julia Roberts. Right. Mm. Um, And when I tell you that we finished the movie and had no idea what we had just watched, that's being generous about the movie uh before we went to air um you know robbie and i have had very in-depth discussions at this point about whether or not we believe the script was written by ai um just because of how disjointed everything seems in the movie if there's no there's no why about it why there's no i don't know it just all seems very cliched it seems i don't i don't yeah it's hard to explain it. Watch it and tell me if you think that it's possible that it was written by AI or if AI was involved in it somewhere. I know it's based as far on as a adapted book. the screenplay. Cause it is a book. Yeah. I, I understand that it was a book, but yeah, in, in terms of adapting the screenplay, because yeah. it just feels like you have the little girl with the deer that feels Disney princess inspired to me. You know, you have the mom who drinks too much and hates everybody that feels stereotypical to me. You have, you know, just the the good guy dad who's not good with a GPS or a map or without his GPS, he feels useless. Uh, that feel, felt stereotypical to me. Um, there's just a lot of stuff in the movie that you're you're. It was I I, I can't even explain it. It just feels like they took a whole bunch of stuff and they just kind of stuck it all together and they made it into a ball and then decided to make it a movie. It I'm gonna have to read the book because I don't think. I hope that it's the case, a case of the movie doesn't do the book justice because it didn't answer any questions. I still don't have any idea what happened in the movie. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you off screen, basically. Okay. All right. Yes. Uh, but I, it is uh, it is Julie Roberts' latest movie. In fact, I did discuss it with Don Fobbs, Leave the World Behind. Mm. I have not heard one glowing review yet from it. I just, again, we're not really poo-pooing it, but it's not, it's just there. It's just it's odd. It's just yeah. so odd. I don't. There's that no cast, other way it's to put it. Kind of disappointing. That's you have such a high Absolutely. level cast. Yeah. Oh my gosh, coming out swinging those actors, and yes. you're by you're halfway through it, and you're just like, I, what, what, what? <laughs> I asked Robbie like 20 times through the movie. I was like, what, what, <laughs> what? But Sorry, it is Maestro. Yeah, it is Maestro and leaving the world behind, my friend. But here in about uh, less than 10 minutes, as we're on the air right now, as it's being recorded, is the availability of Rebel Moon, Zack Snyder's latest, uh, I guess, adventure. This is a sci-fi epic, something he actually you know, had the original concept of in college as, uh, I guess, a, something that uh, he was... Uh, brought up to that was brought up to him as far as a possible idea that he helped create and as far as in college 
He also kind of pitched it in a way to Lucasfilm over the years as a Star Wars movie, but was rejected for that. So Netflix, seeing his great success from his other Netflix ventures, decided to go ahead and bring him in on this to create a sci-fi epic adventure. That's I will have a review for on the Monday show. Your thoughts on any excitement for a new sci-fi epic adventure in Rebel Moon, my friend? If you put the words sci-fi epic adventure together in a sentence, you have my attention. So it's, if we don't watch it tonight, it will probably be what we watch tomorrow. And we'll probably watch it again on Christmas Day. There you go. There you go, indeed. So I'm looking forward to seeing how Rebel Moon does. Obviously, it has to perform very well. In fact, you know, as much as you and I kind of like blah or blase on Leave the World Behind, the yeah. fact that it still at times reached number one and it still was number one yesterday when I checked uh, almost, uh, what, three weeks after it originally got released on Netflix is actually pretty good. Rebel Moon is going to need that kind of holdover in order to justify its existence, especially for a sequel or a part two that's coming up for it because this was a part one. So we'll see what happens there, my friend. But yeah, definitely looking forward to seeing what Rebel Moon is going to do upcoming. And I will go ahead and have a full review of that on the Monday show with Josh Peterson as well. But my friend, before we head to the half hour break, I also wanted to go ahead and mention as well uh, the, I guess, uh, what's going on with Marvel's What If? because that drops this weekend as well for nine straight days. Season two will drop a new episode for nine straight days, which is pretty good under normal circumstances. But right now, as we'll explain to you with Jonathan Majors, it may not be under the best of circumstances with Marvel's What If season two. Yeah, um, I this is a, one of those situations where we've been we've been saying Disney like we need content all the time. Give me a reason to come back to your platform. So you know you've got you know what if and the last season you know was hit or miss with with fans from the way that I understand Percy the Jackson way that I remember just it came out mm-hmm. to pretty good reviews and yeah. as a as a uh, younger audience show, it's actually been uh, doing pretty well for the for the channel. Well, why wouldn't you take this over the next nine weeks and drop one episode a week? Well, they are. And then with, have, oh, what talking about? What if? Yes. What yeah. If. Yeah. And then you have this is the conversation I feel like we are constantly having about Disney Plus. Then they're going to um, do the same thing with Echo, where they're dropping all five episodes at once. They're just saying it, you know, they're doing the Netflix thing where they're saying, yeah. you know, okay, here you go. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. I just don't think yeah. it works for them. I just think that them trying to emulate Netflix is is not a good move. And I agree with you. Putting this out over the next nine days may not bode well for Marvel's What If Season 2. But you know what? Maybe it is the right strategy. Or maybe release all nine at once so you can just binge watch it all on Christmas Day when you're trying to avoid the family. I don't know. But it just feels, hmm, I don't know. It feels lazy, I guess, in a way to me for, for Disney to do it that way. Yeah, it does. Like they're just trying to get it out before the end of the year. Yeah, like just okay. Here we go. We'll just we'll just put it out now, and then we're ready to start fresh twenty twenty four. It like it feels like that kind of conversation happened. Yeah, yeah. I I agree with you, my friend. And then it's just something where you're going to see a new episode each and every day, starting on the twenty second. One thing I do want to ask you though, things in the Marvel world are going to shift dramatically due to the court decision this week in regards to Jonathan Majors. And his, uh, I guess, uh, assault that he was uh, actually one of the four charges was he 
convicted of, I think, going forward, or two other charges he was convicted going forward? Uh, I think it was one, but... That's one, yes. I'm looking at it right that. now. At, as oh, okay. far as... Okay, the sentencing was is going to be done on February the 6th for, but he was uh, pronounced guilty of some of the charges, mm -hmm. uh, including... Uh, it's an assault and a harassment uh, as far as charges that were brought up, and uh, one... He was convicted of misdemeanor assault in the third degree, uh, recklessly causing physical injury, as well as harassment in the second degree, which is a violation. So uh, sentencing will be done in February. Uh, that's uh, there. But yes, Marvel immediately, within minutes, fired him. Uh, and he will no longer be part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe going forward. Yeah. Your thoughts on that, my friend? Well, I mean... I you did have some when we DM'd each other. I will say, that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like I, I mean, in in our conversation, it it really was about because I know I know that there are people who did not enjoy him as Kang in in anything that he's played the role in so far for Marvel, or will play, I suppose, at this point. But there was something to me about him where he I I felt like he understood this character that was supposed to be bigger than the universe you know what i mean I, I, and i and i felt like he was i felt like he was phenomenal in the role i thought he was so good i thought he was terrifying because you didn't understand if he was being benevolent if he if he had ulterior motives um it you just did you just couldn't get a good read on the character and i loved it i thought it was so 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 good so I am very sad that he has been let go from Marvel. Um, I'm also but very it is sad. Is it justified? Do you is that do you think it's justified? Yeah, at I this point, I mean, yeah, there's a there's a there's a conviction, and and you know, the courts have made their decisions and and stuff like that. So at this point, I feel like my opinion of that is moot, and you know, it, it comes down to what the um, sorry, what the studios are interested in in doing and, and having as part of their projects. Um, the, when you, when you take this situation though, and you put it up against the Ezra Miller situation, I don't understand it. I don't understand. Mm -hmm. I just don't get it. And we, we know what's been going on with, with Ezra Miller. And I, I don't understand how there's still a job. And then there's a loss of a job to me. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I, I think both are, 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 have done some really egregious things and, are, I think in the case of Jonathan Majors, and it, you know, it was justified by Disney doing what it did. But I also think that with Ezra Miller, not enough has been done in his situation as well. Uh, we you talked mean, about this. We just talked about this before, oh, leading into yeah. the Flash. We thought he should not be in the Flash. Uh, you know, they they should have recast the Flash. Well, they had yeah. a Flash on TV. I thought he was pretty good. And they yeah, should they should have just let that. They should have just let that kid roll with it. I'm sorry, yeah. I can't remember the actor's name, and I know very... he's a man. I don't mean to call him a kid, but that's um, the character's name. Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry, Barry. I'm like, yes. When it comes to when it comes to the Flash TV show, yes, you're right. Uh, yeah, as, as far as I was concerned, yeah. So Grant Gustin, Grant Gustin, yeah. Yes, yeah, he's yes. he's he's fantastic. He's great, and uh, I yeah, I've honestly, I just think that the role should have gone to to that for at that actor in the first place, really. Yeah, so um, I think both both should have been. Only one has been dealt with properly, and I think Marvel yeah. did. And unfortunately, DC, it's still yeah. quite a mess. 
Yeah. yeah DC is going to, and we're going to see more of the mess this weekend with Aquaman. Yeah. Wolf. Uh, but yeah, no, the, the Jonathan majors, uh, loss for Marvel is, uh, is a pretty significant one to me as a, as a fan of Marvel. And I just really enjoyed what he brought to that character. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very sorry for the situation that he has found himself in and, and I hope that everybody can heal and I hope that everybody can, uh, can move on and, um, you know, maybe one day we'll, we'll manage to get him back. I don't know. Would that be the case? You know, our, you know, the way our society works and right now, as far as it's concerned, once you have that, it's really hard to overcome something like that in regards to re restoring a reputation after something such, such as e egregious, such as that. Yeah, but it's not impossible. No, I'd say it was it's impossible, really, but it's really no, hard. It's, it is, it is very hard. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I don't know. There's just, uh, I'm in a very strange, odd way. And perhaps it's because I have a, a sense of likability for him for the way that I saw him play a character. Maybe I have that level. Maybe I have a little bit of bias there um, where, you know, I, I do hope that we, there is a, a bit of a comeback for him. I think he's a very talented actor. And uh, I just think that it's all uh, very, uh, I'm going to use the word unfortunate. And I know that that is underselling it. And I don't mean to, um, but, uh, you know, it's just too bad when you see people who are, you know, struggling with things that are potentially bigger than they are is all that I'm going to say about it. What are your thoughts out there on what's going on with Jonathan Majors and the final decision that was made in regards to the MCU and Marvel firing Jonathan Majors after his conviction on assault? and harassment charges plus also as well do you think the same should apply for dc and ezra miller although that may have done himself in with the performance of the flash in and of itself anyways so mm. want to hear your thoughts on that plus also as well your thoughts are you checking out what at the movie theaters or on netflix this weekend it's going to be a huge weekend for entertainment will it pay off in some dollars We'll go ahead and report on Monday. But if you're checking out anything either at the theaters or on streaming, whether it's What If, Season 2, Maestro, Leave the World Behind, Rebel Moon, or let's go ahead and talk about Aquaman 2, Poor Things, The Iron Claw, and more. Holdovers. My gosh, so much entertainment that you can check out. Please let us know what you're doing and what you're checking out this weekend in pop culture. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. What is Planet Cool Stuff? It's your ultimate destination for insightful exploration from the realm of pop culture. Delve into the world of movies, video games, toys, cartoons, and visit with one-of-a-kind creators, discover incredible places, and see historical artifacts. Whether it's a toy room tour or exploring the best of pop culture cinema, Planet Cool Stuff has got you covered. Planet Cool Stuff, exclusively on Jinx Esports TV Canada. Well, my friend, one half hour down, one half hour to go here on the Pop Culture Cosmos and the PCC Multiverse. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Before we continue, I want to go ahead and give a big shout out to one of our longest running stations, the Jubilee Radio Station. Just absolutely have enjoyed sending them our shows over the years. I want to go ahead and thank them for everything that they've done for us. But Jubilee Hospital Radio is leaving us after the beginning of the year. So I wanted to go ahead and make sure that we make a note to thank their listeners, their committee, and of course, the management of Jubilee Hospital Radio for all that they've done for us here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. So 
thanks to you and wishing you and yours a happy holidays out there. So truly appreciate it. But getting back into what we're doing here at the PC Multiverse, my friend, it is time. It is time for you to go ahead with a Cheshire cat grin or an evil maniacal laugh, whatever you decide to go ahead and put on to your wonderful heart's content to go ahead and rub it in my face. You said, no, I don't want to do that, Gerald. Give me a break, Melinda. <laughs> I've talked to Robbie on more of one occasion. Yes. I remember I played with you, Dungeons and Dragons, for two yep. years. That's true. I know how Maddie rolls. Mm -hmm. Boom, right through a door. Mm -hmm. Need yep. we talk about going through a door at this time of, you know, as far as that's yeah. concerned. <laughs> well, so, I mean, you know I could go. I I could go through three doors to your one. So that you that's, could, yeah, with that's... the right with the right roll. Yes, you could. <laughs> that's for sure. But be that as it may, I do want to go ahead and let you know that the news mm -hmm. came out this past week in regards to some information, uh, and that Sony it looks like for this year, as far as the way the PlayStation Fives are selling will have outsold the Xbox Series S and X, and that is the S and X, with the S as the majority in the clubhouse leader between those two. But the right. S and the X combined outsold them in North America or in the U.S., what have you, by a three-to-one margin this year. Three so go to ahead. Three-to-one. Three-to-one. Three three and it one. is now back on track to pass up the PlayStation 4 as far as probably the biggest and most... Actually, one of the largest selling consoles of all time. But it is on pace right now ahead of PlayStation 4. It wasn't at the beginning of the year because of COVID and all the, the shipping problems right. and all that. But yeah. it is now, once again, started to go ahead and, and uh, outpace the PlayStation 4. So your thoughts, my friend, on the success of PlayStation and PlayStation 5 this year. I give yeah, you the I well, I, I I don't really need the floor though, Gerald. It's just I I tell gloat, you, women, gloat. I, I don't I don't I don't like the Xbox. I don't I, I don't know what it is. I can't explain it. Uh, I can't put my finger on it. There's probably not even really a reason to it. I've probably just gotten a PlayStation and gotten used to using the PlayStation. But the idea that for how many months now? Every time I bring up PS5, you're like, yeah, but the cost. The cost, it's so high, the cost. But what about the cost, Melinda? But what about the cost? And I'm like- Okay, well, when we were talking about what you may be getting for matter? Christmas gift. Yeah. Christmas gift. Yeah. What did we say for stuff? The cost, the cost, the cost, the cost, the cost. The cost. The cost. The cost, I know, but uh, no, it, it all joking aside, Gerald, um, I, I'm thrilled uh, that my preferred gaming system has come out on top this year. I am thrilled with it. Uh, no, I, I know that the, the cost of it is is prohibitive for a lot of people, um, but somehow folks are managing to, you know, save up that extra couple hundred dollars and uh, whack that down on the counter at Best Buy and say, give me my PlayStation. But there's got to be other reasons that just it's a PlayStation. You know, there, I, mean, I know the reasons why, but, you know, there are reasons why aesthetically play, PlayStation is out distancing Xbox and deservedly so based off of what we've seen with software up to this point in this generation. Xbox is, you know, I, again, I'm going to go on a big rant on, on the Monday show with Josh. Sure. I promised him that yeah. I told him that, but you've got to go agree. You and I both will agree that on the surface up to this point, 
Sony has had a clear advantage when it comes to software and its presentation of a software on, in this generation. Yeah, for sure. I I don't know now that uh, <clears throat> there's one under my Christmas. Um, I <laughs> I still don't know, and I had to wrap. It's wrapped in the Amazon box because I couldn't trust myself to open the Amazon box and take it out and not plug it into my television. But I still I still feel the reason why one of the reasons why I'm PlayStation and not Xbox is because I find those Xbox controllers too big for my hands. I have short little stumpy fingers. I got tiny hands, so. Now, though, the, 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 the PlayStation controllers look an awful lot like the Xbox controllers. So I'm, I'm a little bit concerned about that for myself. But then I had uh, a friend of mine from uh, LARP who say, you know, you can get custom controllers made. So now that might be a thing that I look into. Wouldn't that be incredible? Then I couldn't blame it. Then I just couldn't blame it on the reach of my thumb anymore, though. So that might take out some of my, well, it's not my fault. The controllers are too big, but. Um, no, the bottom line is I, I think a good system is a good system. And I think that people are going to be drawn, uh, to the things that they see the most often. I think they're going to be drawn to the things that they see, um, working the best and uh, the things that they seem to hear the most hoopla about and for good or for bad. I feel like PlayStation kind of was in headlines a lot this year, maybe a little bit more so than, um, Xbox. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe again, for the Xbox, it has to turn around now. It has to turn around with the announcement of of what they won with the Activision sale. I think yeah. that is going to, it's either now or never. So if that yeah. does not kick off more interest in the Xbox, I don't know what will. Starfield did amazing for them uh, initially. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, it had 10, over 10 million players right off the bat. You know, that's obviously one of their biggest successes in a long time. Didn't grade out as well as they had hoped, uh, but still a pretty good experience for what it is. Uh, Diablo 4, uh, something that, you know, a lot of people have been uh, very high upon. Now, that's in the stable of Xbox. Who knows? If that goes to Games Pass here in the not-too-distant future, that could be a big win for them. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, Call of Duties. We know about the future. We know, and that's the, one of the things that happened this week. Uh, unfortunately, you know a lot more about what, going, what goes on behind Sony scenes with in regards to some real stuff, in regards to what happened with an Insomniac leak. Insomniac mm. Studios, the makers of the Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2 video games, the one of the best, actually the best first-party selling game of this generation is Spider-Man 2. And while we could always talk about and compliment the highs of Spider-Man 2, but some of that is not only based off the good reviews, some of that is based off the demand for the first, you know, after the first game did so well, but also right. some of that is because they packaged it in on, you know, the current PlayStation 5, you go to the stores, packaged it in, mm -hmm. and then they're bundling right now at $500, which is a pretty good price for it. But be that as it may, earlier this week, <clears throat> hackers who had been actually took out information last week and got a whole bunch of information, about, a, uh, about almost two terabytes full of information uh, and ransomed it off and said that if they didn't get a certain amount of money in Bitcoins, they were going to go ahead and uh, release it out to the public. Well, they released the majority of it out to the public this past week, shed a lot of light on what uh, Insomniac and Sony are up to as far as also some interesting things like an X-Men exclusivity till halfway through the next decade, as far as X-Men games coming exclusively to Sony. Also, as well, some information on the upcoming Wolverine game, things of that nature. 
but then that's also when it came out as far as the the number of so you know as far as what was sold uh, the, the number of how how much sony is outselling playstation excuse me sony's outselling microsoft at this point in time so all that said and done it was a terrible situation as far as the insomniac leak because it also included hr files to insomniac staff yeah. and that's something that you don't want to see happen but yeah these type of leaks are not good any point in time but unfortunately you have to go ahead and report the news when it comes out like that but yes the insomniac leak hopefully will be isolated but i have a feeling it's not going to be my friend yeah and you know the, the wow let me try to get one thought together and have that come out of my mouth hole um <clears throat> okay so we know a little bit in las vegas here uh, after what happened i think it was in the fall or late summer when uh, the casinos got hacked and uh, there was like an entire floor, wasn't there, of one of the casinos that wasn't able to play uh, because of the same kind of, you know, attack. It was a ransomware thing. Um, and uh, now, like, the FBI has gotten involved and they've got new st stuff. Anyway, I, I don't really understand it all. Uh, a little bit over my head. But um, it'll be interesting. And I don't understand why of anything like a Sony or, you know, Microsoft won't have that kind of protection on, on their stuff moving forward. Yeah, uh, it just again, you, it's going to happen. They're going to they're going to go ahead and break into more studios, or break into yeah. more television studios, or break into more other well-known properties, and just keep on trying to steal and trying to ransom it out. And it's an unfortunate situation because this is stuff that they weren't supposed to let the public know as far as release dates, things of that yeah. nature. And they'll have to change that all around. A storyline, also. Uh, early shots and early footage of, of the Wolverine game that, you know, again, it's just early in development alpha footage. So people, Oh, it looks like crap. It looks like junk. It looks like da da da. It's like, okay, wait, calm down. It's just at an early stage. So please let it play itself out before you go ahead and judge it. At, you know, I think it's just, again, just a very unfortunate situation and it allows for, you know, more opportunity to see what happens with more of these hackers going in and, stealing all this information which is very unfortunate for i think the all these the hard work that these studios put put themselves in yeah absolutely not to mention the you know now the uh the employee who just has their hr file out there <laughs> you know that's incredibly uncool yeah absolutely i agree with you yeah. my, my friend but getting back to the lighter side before we head to the break and that is mm -hmm. sony outselling three to one do you think next year I think when the, the lineup starts to get a little bit more robust for Xbox, it might be a little bit of a closer race, but do you expect a three to one difference next year in 2024 in the U S for PlayStation? Do you, I mean, do you really think that it can keep that pace up? I don't think so because the fact right? is a, not only Xbox uh, will come out with better software and become more appealing to the consumer i think i think this sure. is good. they've got to go on the run now they have the desperation has to start now from xbox and the stuff has to start getting good has to start getting better and it has to start getting more frequent as far as releases that's concerned a hi-fi rush and some other smaller games that they produce is great but they need high profile winning triple a games that are as good as the first party releases like the Horizon, you know, Zero Dawns or the God of Wars or the Spider-Mans of the world uh, that, that Sony keeps re releasing. Uh, Forza is great, but Forza is a driving game. Yes, it destroys right. DT, Gran Turismo, 
no problem, no question, no doubt. But the problem is that such a smaller segment of the marketplace that doesn't really move enough units to make a huge difference in the marketplace. What they need is to be more frequent with more high profile, really, really good games. And it's going to have to start in 2024. The amount of sold will be narrowed, but also Switch 2 should be announced sometime during next year. Mm. And also, if that's the case, we all know Nintendo Switch is just sitting there with well over 100 million units already sold. Nintendo Switch 2 yeah. that comes out or Switch Pro or whatever they call it, that's going to probably eat into PlayStation sales as well. But a PlayStation to Xbox 3 to 1 ratio, I'm going to probably say I don't see it. I say PlayStation will still win, but I think the gap will be narrowed in the U.S. next year. Do you think part of the problem for Xbox is just the aesthetic of the the hardware itself? Uh, the PlayStation 5 is not a great looker either. It looks like something out of the Jetsons, personally. But then again, the play, the Xbox Series X, which I just got, yeah. looks like my subwoofer. So, <laughs> you know, that doesn't, you know... They never right. look great. These consoles never look like wow. I don't know, man. Good. I have the I have the PS4 Slim Pro, like the the really thin one. It was just a sexy little machine to have sitting up there. It didn't right, take up was... too much space. It was just nice. All right, but the 360 360 <laughs> looked good when I was able to go ahead and slap a new faceplate, customize right. it. Right. You know, yeah, all, all of that yeah, stuff. That all that yeah. stuff. Now that is something that they need to do. A wrap around my Xbox Series X isn't going to cut it. You need right. to actually fully be able to customize. And then same thing with the PlayStation 5. You need to be able to really do it. And I think you can to some extent, but it's not yeah. truly what it was like back in the day with the Xbox 360, where you could really <laughs> customize it and, and turn mm -hmm. it into something much more grand than it already was. But we'll see. I'll see, my friend. I think that gap will narrow, but I think PlayStation still has the edge come 2024, but we'll see. But it is. The PlayStation outselling the Xbox in the U.S. for 2023 by a three-to-one margin. I will have more on this to talk about and more to rant about on the Xbox end because I've got a lot to say about Xbox <laughs> and how they blew an opportunity this Christmas yeah. to really put an indent into that marketplace. I really have a lot to say about that, and I'll go ahead and say it with Josh. But if you have thoughts on PlayStation outselling Xbox, you can go ahead and at me because I deserve it. You know, I've been praising the Xbox as far as a better value, uh, more powerful on the Xbox Series X, better value on the Xbox Series S, and Games Pass is a much better value than anything PlayStation puts out there as far as a monthly value for consumers. But consumers don't want that. They just want the more expensive, elaborate first-party opportunity telling great stories, and I will give right. them credit for that. So your mm -hmm. thoughts out there on PlayStation outselling Xbox 3 to 1 in 2023 pop culture cosmos at yahoo.com if you're in the las vegas and henderson areas and are looking to buy sell or trade the best in classic or current video games and pop culture collectibles there's no better place to go than retro city games from xbox to playstation nintendo to atari the great crew at retro city games provides the best place to go for all your gaming options Stop by their two awesome locations in Henderson and also the Las Vegas Strip or follow Retro City Games on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest deals and new items. Without a doubt, there's no better place to go for your gaming needs than your friends at Retro City Games.
Well, my friend, before we head on out, I wanted to go ahead and save this, not the best for last per se, but save something very interesting for last. And that is a possible merger between Warner Brothers and Paramount. Not to mention Paramount wanting to sell their BET possibly to media mogul Byron Allen. And I, I am old enough to tell you that I did see Byron Allen. I, I have vague memories of as a kid of seeing Byron Allen on Real People. So that tells you how far back I go as far as that's concerned, which was a really weird show in and of itself. But, <laughs> you know, more power to him. And congratulations to him if he can buy uh, BET for a reported $600 million, I think is what was being offered at this point it's in time. It's a but, steal for a TV network, isn't it? $600 yeah, million? Something like, yeah, something like that. Absolutely. Yeah. If that's the case, more power to him on that. And congratulations. He's become a media mogul and all respect to him because he's been able to go ahead and do this and put a lot of hard work in to go ahead and create a media empire for himself. So I, I hope he gets able, if that's what he wants, I hope he's able to do it because I think it's in really good hands if it is. But the other part of, of parts of Paramount has been rumored to be merging, possibly, with Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers is a little bit, I mean, when you look at it, Paramount has CBS and Viacom and all that under their umbrella and MTV and, you know, Nickelodeon and all that. Warner Brothers has the TBS, TNT, uh, they have Discovery and the Max uh, channel and then Paramount Plus, uh, the other side around there. So I ask you, my friend, how interesting, before we get into the IPs yes. on a possible merger, because I yeah. know where you will go first <laughs> when we talk the IPs for these companies. What do you think about the overall possibility of a merger and what that do, how would that change the landscape of the entertainment world going forward? I mean... I I don't I don't really have the the intricacies of of all of the studios and and all of that stuff you know kind of living in my brain all the time but this to me seems like a pretty serious merger like wasn't there a time in history a period of history where Warner Brothers and Paramount were like absolutely dead sent like dislike for each other yes great. Yeah. well they all disliked each other at some point in time but yeah, sure right. but i i feel like these two have particularly I think netflix has changed all that yeah you know what that's entirely possible maybe it's just the new kid that everybody can dislike in class i don't know but i just feel like this is a pretty significant if you want to go back and look at the history of these two studios the idea that now in in 2023 we're talking about the two of them becoming one uh it, it's wild to me it is wild to me as well but let me ask you this. Do you think it's going to get done? Because this is a lot of entities all coming together under one roof shortly after Warner Brothers put tried to put everything else it had under one roof. Do you think this will actually eventually come together? Because it's going to be messy. It's going to take a while. Even when it's finalized, I bet you something like, like with Xbox and Activision. It'll yeah. probably go to a court case. Somebody won't like it. Yeah. Your thoughts, my friend, on this, well, if it actually will come to fruition. I can't imagine how complicated this would be. Because you're talking about the, the, the talent of the talent of the talent when it comes to these high-end executives that are working at both of these companies. Yeah. And, you know, when, when any merger like this happens, you know, some people just got to go, just basically on the numbers alone. So that in itself is pretty shocking um and yeah no it's it's just wild i can't imagine how complicated that's gonna have to be 
in order to get that all sorted out. My goodness. So I ask you, my friend. Yeah. Are you excited about the possibility? Let's say they do green light it. Just yeah. on this chance that they do. Okay. Okay. What are your thoughts? Do you think it would be something that's good for you as a consumer to go ahead and do that? Because we're going to get into the IPs here in a second, which is the actual real part of this equation. Yeah. I, well, I mean, me as the a channels and the networks. Yes. The, I mean, that's obviously mm -hmm. the biggest of them all, but the IPs right. are the biggest thing as far as for us, as far as talking points are concerned. Yeah. I mean, does this mean that maybe we'll finally get some fresh blood in the room and we'll finally get some good Star Trek movies? Maybe, maybe that's what I'm hoping for. Maybe somebody will see that, you know, uh, uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds is good enough to be on network television and not just lobbed off to a streaming service that nobody is paying attention to. I mean, they tried to do it to here recently during the strike, but that was like from season one. So yeah. it's... And not only that, but you know, I it it, it was during the summer, and yeah. it was it was if you weren't paying attention, then you just didn't even you weren't even aware that it was happening. Like it, yeah. I didn't see any big splashy campaign about you know check out the new start. I didn't see any of that kind of stuff around it. No, it was just from season one. They didn't put you know if they didn't. They do what they always did with Star Trek. They always put past episodes on there and try to pass it off as new. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's all great. Um, but I, I just think that <laughs> I just feel like Star Trek has been mistreated for so long that I'm, I'm excited by the idea of fresh eyes from Warner Brothers walking into a room and going, what have you done to this poor IP? And how about we just go ahead and build on what you guys have managed to succeed at and let's get some of these people into some movie theaters because, you know, we're, we're due for a really good Star Trek movie. And, and I think that the cast of Strange New Worlds might be able to pull it off. We'll see, my friend. It is, of course, again, Warner Brothers and Paramount possibly merging together. But let's look at it from the Warner Brothers side. You know, it has, yeah. of course, everything from Adult Swim mm -hmm. uh, to TNT, TBS, uh, all the stuff that goes on there course yours and my movie pick preview when we do our predictions coming up dune part two is something yes. obviously we're looking at they're part of the warner brothers regime warner brothers has been leasing some of its films over to netflix to gain some extra point of view extra profit extra eyes things of that nature interesting because they are the smaller entity with Max, and of course Paramount Plus is even smaller. Both of them combined, I think it probably would be around 150, I think 160 million viewers if they combine together on this deal as far as their streaming services are concerned. So if that's the case, I think that it would still not be enough to put a big enough dent into what we're seeing with Netflix, but my God, it might be the best alternative out there if they merge together. Yeah. And, and you could just call it Paramount Max. You don't have to worry about any of this plus business. I'm so tired of just Paramount Plus, Disney Plus. Mm -hmm. It seems like a cop out at this point. Uh, Paramount Max, I think, is very, very catchy. Um, that's that's the name of the new app. Apparently, I'm going to go work for them. So there you go. All right. Congratulations. <laughs> I'll, I'll call you and give you the scoop all the time, buddy. Don't worry. Sounds good. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait. Can't wait to hear all the skinny. Right. right yes. Yeah. Yes.
Yeah, no, but I, I do think that there's, there's tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of room for all kinds of potential. And, uh, yeah, just on, and that streaming app alone, uh, opens up a, a whole can of worms that I don't think that we've even really kind of come to terms with just sitting here thinking about it for a second. I'm like, geez, yeah, there's a lot. And it just nonstop once it starts rolling, I think. I will tell you though, my friend, I am looking forward to seeing if that's possibility. Mm that they will come together. I would like to see it. In fact, it's because if this, I'm not, how should I say, I understand the monopolization laws in both the UK, Europe, and pretty much rural right, especially here in the US, really apprehensive. Yeah. We just went through the Activision uh, Xbox, which again, with all, the, with all the acquisitions that Sony's made, you cannot call that a monopoly, especially right. right now in the video game industry with Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo all selling cannot say that there's a monopoly there in right. the world of television my gosh all you have to do is flip to a tv guide as i use the, the old vernacular flip to a tv mm -hmm. guide and see all the different channels and stations and understand it can't really be a monopoly it will be a larger entity but with netflix still having 250 million viewers subscribers yeah you can't and disney having its own end and fox having its own end and you know all the other networks having another superpower out there and Comcast universal and all that. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's so bad. I don't think we're at the point yet where it's, it's, it should be concerned about a monopoly because I think it's just these two medium to upper level network or conglomerates yeah. combining together to make a bigger conglomerate to compete more, more adequately against these other top flight experiences that are out there. Yeah, it's it's pooling resources together. It's uh, ensuring that the best people are in the best positions in order to uh, make sure that the best work is being done. So, yeah, you know, I, I only see positives coming out of this once the dust settles, because I think it's going to be messy. If it's going to be something that's going to go through, we'll report it right here on the Pop Culture yeah. Cosmos. Absolutely. Definitely looking forward to it. But it is, of course, Warner Brothers and Paramount possibly coming together on a merger we'll we'll see if they could do come together on a merger definitely looking forward to seeing if that's the case and we'll go ahead and report it one way or the other but i like the idea of it i think it's going to help and in melinda's case as far as her affinity for star trek i think anything at this point can't uh be a bad thing to try and boost that ip to a larger younger audience which i think is the key going forward for star trek yeah, I agree, 100%. So what are your thoughts out there on this merger between possible merger between Warner Brothers and Paramount? Please let us know your thoughts, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. Well, my friend, it's been a great episode, but any last holiday thoughts, my friend, before we head on out? holiday thoughts my goodness yeah no i i just hope that people who are listening i hope that you find time to spend it with you know the the people that you enjoy the most in life whether that's your family or it's your found family either way um you just have a have an incredible couple of days off and uh we look forward to bringing you more of the best of pop culture uh through 2024 that we do my friend that we do so for Melinda Barkhouse Ross, this is Gerald Glassford. We thank you so much for watching and listening all year round, but also as well in this busy holiday season as well. But we thank you so much for watching and listening. It is truly 
a great pleasure to serve you. And please make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to everything that we do here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. So for Melinda Barkos Ross, it's me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. It's another beautiful day in paradise right here in the PCC Multiverse. We thank you for listening. And here's hoping you have yourself a very Merry Christmas and a Happy Holiday.